How much is too much when it comes to music in church? We do our best to answer this listener question on this episode of Jesus Center Stage. So, here we are, one more week, number, you know what number we're on? I have no idea. Oh, I think, I ain't even gonna guess, because I'll be honest with you, I don't know. I it's can look. 67, 68, I think it's 68, you're looking on your phone now. 68. This is number 68. Do you, Elsie Breeden, do you like a good mystery? Um, yes, I do. You you hesitated. Well, it depends on what kind of mystery. Oh. Like, if you're talking about, like, like thriller movies, no, not really. If you're talking no. about, like, detective stuff, definitely. If you're talking mm. about which kid did it, oh, I'm so in. Mm. <laughs> well, speaking of which kid did it, this one you're looking at didn't do it. But the mystery is... Who unplugged our bug zapper on the back porch? Yes, I really want to know. Let me throw out the evidence here, okay? There's only two of us living in this house, and I didn't do it. I didn't do it either. I thought you did it. And I didn't plug it back in because I thought maybe he unplugged it for a reason. I was the one that plugged it in to start with. No. So why would I I'm the one who got the bug zapper and the little timer so that... That was over a year ago. The bugs wouldn't... No, it wasn't. It was last summer. It was unplugged over the winter. Right. Okay, I plugged it back in just a little while ago. Well, at some point, I had to fix the timer because it was all, all messed up. There we have it. No, I, <laughs> di- I plugged it back in. <laughs> you know, it just a, got unplugged in like, the court this week. of law. I think I might have just won right there with that little no. exchange. No, that was that happened before. The recent unplugging of the bug zapper happened mm. like within the last week, which I would like to point out. Zach was here. Oh, so you're going to blame it on the guy that's not here. Well, I didn't do it. That's you what say happens you at, didn't do it. That's what happens at work. When a guy quits, then for the next three or four months, everything that's wrong in the plant, we blame it on him. They, they can't fire him. So That's true. Yeah. So the, the I story don't know here how is, it got unplugged, but it was unplugged until we have, tonight. We have a completely uh, glass door. Not completely the, glass. Okay, it has a frame around it. Exactly, which means it's not completely glass. It's just got a big window. In it. You really want to go there? Yes, I did. Okay. I wanted it to be accurate information. <sighs> You're just upset because... You unplugged the bug zapper. No, because a while ago, in a court of law, I would have you would have just went to jail. You can't be in a court of law. Um, You're not even telling the accurate details mm-hmm. of the of case. Anyways, we have a... A all glass door, and when the light is on in the house, the bugs run to that door like crazy. So if you Mm -hmm. if you open the door, they just fly right on in. Yes. So the bug zapper. And then they die in the kitchen windowsill. Yeah, the bug zapper sitting over beside the door, uh, it just draws them right over there to it, and then they don't come in the house. So it's very crucial to us. Very. But some someone somebody unplugged it. Unplugged it, and I don't know why you would have done it. I didn't do it. Speaking of a court of law, did I mention to you that I've been called for jury duty? Yes. Yes. I don't know what to expect. You have I've to never, go. You have to go Monday, right? Yeah, and and I guess if you 
if you get picked. You have to serve on the jury. Yes, serve on the jury. But then somebody told me something that, like, you have to call each day. It Like, if, you, if I don't get picked on Monday, then I have to call them maybe Monday evening to find out if I need to be back on Tuesday. I think they let you know. When you call. No, I don't know. I think I'm just telling you what somebody you know. else told me that had been on jury do duty. Do you hope you get picked? I kind of do, but then in a way, I, okay, let's just be honest. I kind of do because it gets, I don't have to go to work. There's, <laughs> there's the plus to it. But then at the same time, it does concern me. Um, like I've got somebody else's well-being kind of in my, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so what if what if it is a situation this is this is me just like overthinking it but what if it is a situation where i'm like 50 50 like i don't really know you're gonna deadlock the jury yes that's that's <laughs> right but then you got the other thing say say 11 jurors think someone's guilty and you think they're innocent i'm still sticking with it and then but okay so then you're there for months or they get a new jury. The I'm Max, not going to change my the mind. The Mexican pizza comes out on Thursday. I've, I need to be back <laughs> home by then. Uh, you get to come home at night. You not if you get sequestered. Why would you get sequestered? Uh, maybe it's a murder trial. I doubt it. Big high profile. I doubt it. Yeah. Nothing like that ever happens no, in this I just county. Think, I just think, what if, what if I truly am at a place of indecision? You know how that goes. You're always at indecision. Whatever. Let me ask you what you want to eat tomorrow. I don't know. So that's not that's not like a moral or ethical decision, though. But see, there, there's the thing. That's the thing is the law isn't based off of morals because my morals no, may you, be different than someone else's morals. So someone can do something that I found that I find disgusting, but it's not illegal. So, so you know, you're, you're still going to, your your morals and your ethics are going to color your, they should color your view or your decision about something. I know, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean something's illegal. I could think something, my morals could say nobody should ever do that. However, if it's not illegal, you can't, you can't say somebody's guilty. I didn't say you had to say they're guilty. I'm just saying your opinion should follow moral and ethical guidelines. No, I agree. I do agree. More than legal. Because I think... I disagree with that. Accord is only about legalities, not about my opinion. No, I didn't say that... uh, Okay. What I'm trying to say is that as a Christian... Your obligation is first to what the Bible says, which is moral and ethical guidelines above what is legal. I agree. I agree with that. I believe we're. And if you say that, they won't pick you. So yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because I, I, I could let a a innocent man be called guilty because I think what he done is not moral. That's not ethical to let an innocent man be called guilty. Okay. So what about the opposite? To let a guilty man be called innocent? Yeah. Why would you do that? That's not ethical either. So, because maybe maybe whatever whatever he was accused of doing doesn't exactly make I him guilty. I don't think guilty. you're looking at this right. When somebody is 
on trial. You know what I think? If the court hears this podcast, I'm kicked out right away. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not if somebody if somebody is on trial, it's whether or not they did this thing that they are on trial for. Not whether or not this thing was right or wrong. It's whether or not they did it. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand your whole thing. Like, if they did it, then they did. And if they didn't, they didn't. You're not deciding if it's right or wrong. You're deciding if they did it or not. And that's why I said your your moral and ethical principles can guide you in that decision by looking at all the facts and being honest and telling the truth. And if the whole jury has money in their pockets and you've been offered money in your pocket to say one thing or the other, you're not going to do that because your moral and ethical principles guide you to, you're bound to the truth. You're going to be upset if I come home and I say everybody else got $2,000 and I have nothing. No. No. I would be absolutely mad if you took it. Oh, so I shouldn't tell you if I do. <laughs> no, you should. You're missing the point. The next person sh- on trial will be me for taking a bribe. <laughs> you shouldn't do it. That's what I'm saying. You're not. You're not deciding what is legal or not. That's not your job as a as a juror. Your job is, did they do it or did they not do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyways, that's what I'm saying. Is is uh, I don't. I just I've always it, wanted to be on a jury. Yeah, I, I think I will enjoy it if I if I get to do it, but I really hope that they're they're clear cases, kind of thing. You only be on one. No, I'm there all week. It's it's a week long jury duty, so if you get picked, you're there all week. But for one case, right? I think it's how many ever comes along. Oh, it's for the week. So weird. Yeah. I thought you got I thought jurors got picked by case. I think if it is a large case, like, you know, somebody murdered or drug trafficking or, you know, some kind of sex crime or whatever. Um but I think in like a civil court or whatever, I think they probably see multiple cases a day. I think you have a misunderstanding Maybe of what a very, jury trial is. It's very possible, but I think when they, they have a trial that needs a jury, you are you are on one. You are deciding one case. I how, don't know. How else? I'll I find th- out. I'll find pretty out. Pretty sure you're only deciding Monday. one case. I don't think you're deciding multiple cases. Yeah. Well, either way, um, I think it would be. It could be interesting, but at the same time, I hope it's. Uh, I hope there's no no room for um, hesitation. Like I don't really know, kind of thing. I think you'll be okay. Because then, you, if you don't know one way or the other, what do you? You know, what I'm saying. You ask for more evidence. If if the rest of the jury is all voting one way and you don't know, then. Then you ask for more evidence. And you're that guy. There I want to go home when you're stuck. Anyways, yeah. So <laughs> that's something new. Um, and we'll see. Chances are, 
from my understanding also, is that they call so many people down there that your chances of getting just just based off of numbers, your chances are pretty slim anyway. Yeah. So they might fill the jury before they even get to you. They might do it, and I might not. I might just get off of work on Monday, but that's one day. That's something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so anyways, I, I have that. Uh, Nobody share this podcast and ruin his chances. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Actually, um, just kidding. Just share it, just not with court. Yeah. Well, Keep one, it out of court, y'all. One thing for sure is I've seen enough court shows that I, I should understand. You think they're accurate? The way, um, no. You don't think so? No. Hmm. Okay. I think they're like every other show. It's embellished. Embellished. For viewers' entertainment mm. purposes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what are we going to talk about on the podcast today? Um, Besides my failures at jury duty, which hadn't even happened yet. Uh, or didn't you have a question? I had a listener question. Okay. Do you remember when we used to have a bunch of those? Yes. Our, our listeners have quit asking questions. I know, So right? I know we couldn't answer like, everything that needs to be answered. So this this question... One question every once in a while would be good, though. Yeah, yeah. So this question um, is a very different question because it's not... Um, it's not a... I don't know, a right or wrong you know show me a bible story about it or whatever although we we have plenty of scripture um it's it could be more of an opinion uh influenced by the scripture so anyways with that all being said i was to uh, asked the question this past week why is there so much singing and i say that like that because when he asked me i thought he said sin but why is there so much singing in church? And, and the background of that was um, that, that he had visited several churches recently, and some of them spent, you know, up to close to an hour uh, singing. And, um, you know, that's a lot of singing. Mm-hmm. So I understand his question. Unless you're at a concert. Yeah, unless you're at a concert. And uh, so, you know, seven or eight songs during a service is is a lot of songs. And, and that's that's kind of what he was saying. And then you take that combined with a 20 to 30-minute message, and it, it did make me kind of start having, you know, those thoughts of, I wonder, at, at that point, how out of balance are you? Like, where's the ratio... That that is appropriate between well, time what, spent singing or time spent <clears throat> preaching. So, one thing that comes to mind, um, just practically thinking, we and we've talked about this before that usually a, a an ideal length of a sermon is thirty to forty five minutes. Yes. Um, because at that point you're starting to lose your your audience. Um, they need to go to the bathroom, their tailbone hurts, their back hurts, they're getting sleepy, they're hungry. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there's any number of things that's causing restlessness. 
And if you keep them a long, long time, then they start to lose what you've already said. Um, so I think when we're talking about a balance, we're not saying we need to preach longer because we sing this long. Um, but I also think that maybe that's why there's more singing is because it's something that people can participate in. Yeah. In in worship, in, in singing, the congregation is, granted, not every church does, but the congregation has the opportunity to stand, to sit, to sway, to raise their hands, to sing along. Like mm-hmm. they ha- they're they're doing something. They're not just sitting. Yeah. Um, after after several songs, though, even I think even that starts to die off a little bit. I think so. As far so. as the the crowd participation. But then I've seen that happen in in our church church. That happened when there was. They were only they only sang three songs, but they sang that middle one like fourteen times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so that it happens with that too. So yeah. I think it's just I mean, there's just some practical things to think about with that. Well, l- let me let me say too that obviously we're not we're not uh, against singing. Uh, no, no, you all. know we've been in, involved in leading worship um, in you know in our former church and uh enjoy singing and and all those you know the things that come with it but um but where is that balance at and and what does scripture say scripture does encourage singing i I was just i just had a a list pulled up here of course we know ephesians 5 19 um it says to address one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody uh, to the Lord with your heart. Um, in Colossians 3.16, we see again there, it says um, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart to God. Uh, and we could go on and on through the psalms. Obviously, the psalms uh, are songs within themselves. You know, you see stuff like sing to him, uh, sing praises to him, tell of all his wondrous works. Um, o come, let us sing to the Lord, let us make a joyful no- noise to the rock of our salvation. And and we could go on and on. So the, the Bible um, has has many, many, uh, I wouldn't be scared to say more than a hundred or more, verses of, of encouraging singing to the Lord. So that's that's definitely something that we can see that the Lord is pleased with um, and something that we should make, you know, a part of our uh, our worship. I, if I ain't mistaken, uh, it's a, is it not in the in the scriptures uh, during the Last Supper yes, that, that Jesus, yeah, Jesus and, and the disciples sang a hymn? So, you know, even with Jesus, uh, there was singing. So the, the question is not... Uh, and I just didn't want anybody to think we was we was you know going against singing the, because the act of singing is not on trial. Here. No, no, it's not. <laughs> but where's the balance at? And and if you have more singing than preaching, is that is that a, a healthy church or healthy you know mix? And I think that's a hard thing to to pinpoint. Like I think you have to. I mean, 
obviously we know from the scripture the importance of the scripture and the importance of knowing the word of God and studying the word of God. Um, but there's also the importance of singing praises to him. Mm-hmm. So I think saying like, if you preach for 20 minutes, you can only sing for 20 minutes. Or if you preach for 30, like, I think that's getting a little bit too much. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like I don't feel like, I don't feel like that's what we're here for is to say churches have to set a timer. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that's what you mean by balance either. That we're not trying to say you have to have like a, a minute by minute equal time. We're not saying that, but just maybe more of maybe balance is not as much what we're what we're trying to say as much as the priority of the service. And when you look at that, where is the priority of prayer in the service? Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of singing in, in your in your main your I mean, there's what I'm trying to say is there's churches that are different, but in general. Your main focus is a lot of worship, some preaching, go home. Yeah. And so where is the prayer? Jesus said that my house should be called a house of prayer. So how much of that how much of that time are we dedicating to prayer? And I know that's not the the original question of why is there so much singing, but I think that's something like if we're evaluating how much time we're spending in certain activities while at church, I feel like prayer should be thrown in there mm-hmm. because it's something it's something that the Bible talks about is important, like these other things, but it's often what gets left out. Yeah. And I think, that, again, it comes as much controversy as there is about music. Well, they didn't sing any songs I like. As much controversy as there is about that, people still get more enjoyment out of music. Yeah. They want a church with good music. Yeah, and, and they look for that, I think, above even Bible preaching. Yeah, and that that was kind of my my point and, and I feel like you you maybe you was trying to pull me out of a hole there with the balance comment. But no, I, I, I think that's exactly I just, what I meant. <laughs> I don't want our listeners to think we're saying that you have to like time it out no that's, you, no nothing that's what i was nothing thinking no, i know that, that's not what you meant i'm just way. saying we're not trying um, to say that no no but i do think i i did mean balance as in there's if you went into a church and they said we're going to sing for an hour and then preach for you know four minutes and pray for one i would leave saying they're out of balance I guess you when know. you word, use the word balance in my head, I think of like a scale and a balance mm-hmm. means it's an equal amount on both sides. Yeah. No, and it's so not, like in my head, equal. when you say balance, I'm thinking, okay, so 15 minutes of singing, 15 minutes of preaching, 15 minutes of prayer. That is balanced. Yeah. No, and I that's don't think equality. That's, <laughs> no, that's balanced. <laughs> All being equal though. Yeah. Which is balanced. That's what I'm saying. Okay. You're saying that what has priority. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think to me, and this is just just me, and and by no means is there a a blueprint of of how to, um, you know, split up your time and your service. But to me, I would think about twenty minutes of singing uh, to start a service, which would be 
three songs. If you figure, you know, maybe It'd be like four. In be- well, in between each, but you know, getting started with service, you you speak a little bit in between each song. Maybe you have something to share, uh, and maybe you repeat a verse or or whatever. But I'm I'm just saying somewhere around twenty minutes, and then maybe go into that thirty to forty five minutes of preaching, and then close with a song. Now, what's and missing there is, is the prayer. Yeah. So, in between there somewhere you do need you need that prayer i think i think corporate prayer uh is is good uh but i also think that you need that time and it's usually at the end of service for individual prayer um Mm -hmm. to to have that in there and 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 that's a, a healthy mix i feel like now uh you know we watch some churches or you know i i watched a bunch but um that that I didn't want to go to because I would skip through, skip through, skip through on their live feed and get up there to about an hour, hour and mm-hmm. 10 minutes, and they were still singing. Yeah. And and to me, that's just, that's too too much. I've, I've lost, like you were saying a while ago, your, your uh, back's hurting or your legs are bothering you or, you know, you're getting hungry or you got to mm-hmm. go to the bathroom. Well, if you've sat through an hour of singing or stood through an hour of singing, then by the time the preaching starts, your body's <laughs> saying, I need to I need a change of scenery here. So yeah, I you know, what's what's the correct amount? I don't know. But I do know the Bible calls us uh or encourages us to sing and to to share in, in that kind of worship. Um, so it's definitely a needed I, thing in church. But. I do think that perhaps some of the emphasis that gets put on singing is not so much because it's worship as it is the most entertaining mm-hmm. part of the service. Yeah. Um, like I mean, we can go to a concert and with an intermission, we'll sit through a two hour concert. You know, we'll stand, we'll sit, we'll clap. We'll, you know, we have an intermission and we loved it. We loved every minute of it. Yeah. Because it's entertaining. It's enjoyable. It sounds good. So that above that appeals to us mm-hmm. as and if just you put people, those in order. What what is the most enjoyable? Singing seems to be the most enjoyable. Preaching would be second and prayer most of us struggle to keep a good prayer life anyway. So when you put them in that order, you kinda see that in a lot of churches. Yeah. Is that's the way they're the time is split up. You but if you look at if you look at scripture and how it talks about those three things, we have it very backwards. Mm-hmm. Because prayer is our communication with God. Yeah. It it is our direct communication with God, our conversation with God. But we would rather be entertained with music than have a con a conversation with our Creator, with our Savior. Mm-hmm. Because it's just not as appealing for some reason. And until that clicks, that I get to enter the session and pray and and have that moment with just me and God until that clicks. And and I'm not saying it clicks one time. I'm saying like till we get it every yeah. day. Until that in that moment like of awareness, like, hey, this this is my time to to find my corner, to kneel down by my chair, 
to go to the altar and mm-hmm. have this one-on-one moment with the one person who loves me more than anybody, who knows me best and still loves me, until that clicks, we'd rather just sing along with the invitation song and then leave. Yeah, there's there's no because pressure when the worship team's singing. There's no pressure on you to that, to that's have a good point. You know, to have any participation, uh, or especially to have know, any as in reaction. Prayer. Yeah. There's nothing expected yeah. of you. So I, I guess to answer uh, the question is is we I, don't know. I really don't <laughs> know why why is there so much singing and and part of it too, like you said, entertainment. But is it? Do you think it's possible that it's kind of used sometimes as a crutch, uh, as in the the church isn't as grounded in the word as maybe it yes. should be. So instead of trying to fumble through. 40 minutes of preaching it's easier to let you know seven or eight people on stage sing an extra 10 minutes and then you just need to preach 20 minutes um and and be done and i i some you know i ain't pointing any fingers but i think that does happen sometimes and i think too you don't have there's not a certain length of time that a sermon has to be no um so when we throw out minutes of either singing or preaching, we're not like we're not trying to critique services. No. Down no, to the I've, minute because yeah. I mean, I've heard I've heard some amazing amazing sermons that lasted like 15 minutes. Yeah. And you know, you wanted to go to the altar and work out a lot of things at the mm-hmm. end of that 15 minutes. Um so it's not And then we've had some uh, sermons that lasted that an hour were, and we never could figure out what they were well, about. No, but not only that, but we've had some that with that were an hour long, and you was hoping that they wasn't finished yet. Like, oh, that's you know. So there, there yeah. is there is multiple ways of of looking at it. I think all of those that we just mentioned are the exceptions. Yeah, like they're not the general. Even even in the, and I'm not even talking about like church to church i'm talking about in a church like those things don't happen every time mm-hmm. like sometimes you need 15 minutes and you're done and sometimes y- you might get started and you're 45 minutes in and you're like there's this is good and you know they're getting this and so but those things are not the the general yeah those are the exception yeah. those are the special days and different and then too i've heard of of churches that had they had it so planned out and you know a lot of churches mean you've never uh you know been part of of a church that has multiple sunday morning services uh but in in that case then they they are really on a on a very strict time frame they are because the congregation has to get out of the sanctuary the next one and out of the parking lot for the next one to have a place to park and to mm-hmm. get into the sanctuary. So, you know, the, in those, I think, uh, like I heard one pastor say, his messages are 32 minutes, and and he sticks to that. So he's down to the minute, and, and he didn't say this, but I almost would bet that the worship, the singing, 
was down to a minute. Was down to a exact amount of minute. It might have been 28 minutes, and the together they made up an hour. I, I don't know, but you know, if you're if you're operating like that, I don't know what your options are other than to keep a time right. schedule. But um, yeah, I, I think that that sometimes it can be overdone to try to keep a certain amount of uh, time for singing a certain amount of time because you do need to kind of flow. But uh, when week in and week out, if you're singing for an hour or so, I would I would wonder um, is there is there is there an underlying problem somewhere that that you're trying to mask it with singing? Well, take this into our everyday lives, into our personal lives. How much time do we listen to music? Mm-hmm. And how much time do we actually read the Bible? How much time do we spend in the Word? How much time do we spend in prayer? Um, if we're if we're going to start crit- critiquing, and I air quotes critiquing, why do we sing so much in church? What what of those three things is taking up the most time in my life? Yeah. Um, because I think what what we cultivate in our own lives and that we make up the church Mm -hmm. so what we cultivate in our own lives is going to spill over into the church and the atmosphere and the culture of the church and if we we listen to music and we prioritize music and we listen to a lot of music and we might pray for a minute every day like this this is what we're already used to in our day-to-day lives. So, so why is sun, like Sunday's the same thing? Yeah, just let it bleed right over. Yeah, there's a lot of music, a little word. I can see there, that. A less prayer, and we're good to go because we've done this every day of the week. Well, I can say, I probably don't. I probably don't get 15 minutes of music in a day uh, because most of most of my listening on my drive is podcast or right now. It's it's our it's our daily Bible plan that I mm-hmm. I do auto, audibly, but uh, but yeah that's that's true in 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 prayer is usually still third, uh, you know so that that does kind of translate into what you said so, but no I don't know I don't know why there's so much singing, um, but you know I guess if it's a church that you enjoy going to, then then do your best to participate in it. Remember that. And when it does come time for preaching, get into that just as much as you do the music. Well, and and the time of worship, the time of singing, is also an opportunity for you to pray, Mm -hmm. to have a one-on-one. If if you're not, if you're not into the worship song, just start talking to Jesus. Yeah. Like you can have your own little, your own little moment just communing with him and it doesn't even matter what they're singing so take take that as an opportunity like you might be tired because it's the seventh song so change your focus from they're singing another song to hey i've got really tired by seven i know i'm just saying like i'm just putting that challenge out there i'm not saying it's easy but Mm -hmm. I challenge you to take that seventh song and change your focus from they're still singing to 
hey, they're still singing. I have like another three minutes that I can just talk to God. Have you ever heard a worship song? Three minutes ain't going to get you through about 12 repeats. <laughs> They're not all like that. <laughs> okay, you have five minutes, okay? That's even better. You have five minutes to to sit down, to find a corner, to kneel down. Like It doesn't matter what other people are doing. Have your moment mm-hmm. and, and have your time with God and and just talk to him. You don't always have to just you don't always have to have something that you need to talk to him. Yeah. Just start talking to him. And there's there's something you can be doing is what exactly. you're saying, but you know, besides You can't control being how many You can't control how many songs the the worship team has yeah. prepared I mean, to you sing. Could, you could start booing. I think they would get the <laughs> hint, but don't do that. That's probably going to be frowned upon. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Just, just refocus from I'm tired of singing mm. to since I am tired of singing, I'm going to start praying. Yeah. I'm going to put some more prayer time and some more focus on my conversation with God. And then when, when it does get to the time where preaching starts, then through your prayers, you're in a better place to receive right. Uh, to receive the message and and you know be and your you may own be surprised what there. God sets you up for in that prayer time. Yeah. For what you're about to hear. So. Because he's good at setups. This is true. Don't get me started on that. The setup <laughs> is a well. Your setback is a setup. No, for a no, step. that's not what I'm doing. No, <laughs> no, I'm saying God is good at setting get out of us here with all that stuff. that. Signs, miracles. I'm not. I wasn't seeing anything about that. Flag waving stuff. I wasn't seeing anything about that. <laughs> I know you wasn't. I'm saying God, um, because He knows what we need and He knows what's mm-hmm. ahead of us. He does a very good job of setting us up. Yeah, for us something in the, good. In the right place for preparing us for what's ahead. That's right. So, all right. And teaching us a lesson. <laughs> Prepare for what's ahead, and that is to keep Jesus center stage in your life.